Anyone who's read The 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco is familiar with his phrase, I stayed up late writing. Well, what did he write? Hardly anyone has heard of the prodigious amounts of wonderful literature penned by him. For instance, did you know that he wrote about Islam, or Mohammedanism, as they called it back then? In his late 1853 work, The Catholic Instructed in His Religion, he teaches doctrine through telling the story of a father having a conversation with his son about a variety of Catholic topics. We'll now hear how he sums up Islam in this episode of The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Undoubtedly, no knowledge is more important for a Catholic than that of his religion, the Father began. It's a vital and most consoling knowledge because its foundations are so certain and clear that they make us discern the hand of divine providence from every standpoint. The religion of Jesus Christ, uniquely preserved in the Roman Catholic Church, according to the words of the same Savior, will be persecuted in every way, but never defeated. At all times, amid the bloodiest of persecutions, it's preserved as an always glorious, visible, and victorious immovable pillar using no weapons other than charity and patience. Such invariability has held her together from the time of Jesus Christ till now and can only be attributed to divine omnipotence. Having established the foundations of our holy Roman Catholic religion, I want to talk to you about some curious events religions that were once united to the Catholic Church, but later separated from her. That sounds splendid, said his son, Michele. I've wanted to know this for a long time. Don Bosco doesn't name him in the original story, but I think it's better if we give the son a name. What are these religions that separated from the Catholic Church? Well, his father began, before talking about the religions that separated from the Roman Catholic Church, just let me call your attention to religions that lack the characteristics of divinity, which we call false religions. They range from Judaism to idolatry to Mohammedanism and Christian sects professed by schismatic Greeks, Valdes, Anglicans, and Protestants. If you like, I'll now tell you about the others, beginning with Mohammedanism. Why, yes, said Michele, but what does the name Mohammedanism mean? Mohammedanism is a collection of maxims drawn from various religions, explained his father. If practiced, it brings about the destruction of every moral principle. What countries believe in it? Michele asked. Large parts of Asia and parts of Africa. Remember, this is in 1853. Who started it? Why, Mohammed, of course. Well, tell me everything about this Mohammed, then. It would take far too long to recount all the stories about this infamous impostor, his father sighed. I'll just tell you who he was and how he established his religion instead. Mohammed was born to a poor family of a Gentile father and a Jewish mother in the year 570 in Mecca, an Arabian city not far from the Red Sea. Eager for glory and better living conditions, he wandered around many countries. In Damascus, he became the agent of a merchant's widow, who later married him. He cunningly exploited his illnesses and her ignorance to establish a religion. Suffering from epilepsy, he claimed his frequent falls were ecstasies in which he had conversations with the angel Gabriel. 
What an imposter deceiving people like that, exclaimed Michele. Did he try to work miracles to support his preaching? Mohammed wasn't sent by God and so, of course, couldn't work any miracles to support his religion, his father responded. God alone works miracles. However, Mohammed boasted of being greater than Jesus Christ, so they asked him to, of course, work miracles just as Jesus did. He arrogantly replied that Jesus Christ had already performed miracles, and God called him, Mohammed, to reestablish the religion by force. But he did claim to have worked just one miracle, restoring a piece of the moon after it fell onto his sleeve. The Muslims made the half moon their emblem to commemorate this ridiculous miracle. Michele guffawed at this absurdity. You're laughing, and rightly so, because a man of this ilk should have been deemed a charlatan rather than the preacher of a new religion. Accordingly, his fellow citizens sought to imprison and kill him, as his reputation as an imposter and disturber of the peace was widely known. However, he managed to escape and took refuge in the city of Medina, along with some libertines who helped him become the ruler of that city. After a few minutes to contemplate all this, Michele asked, So what exactly makes up Muhammad's religion? Well, Muhammad's religion is a monstrous mixture of Judaism, paganism, and Christianity. The Quran, which means the book par excellence, contains Muhammad's laws. This religion is also called Turkish Ottoman, since it's widely diffused in Turkey. Muslim, Musulmana, derives from Mosul, the name Muslims give their prayer director. Islamism, from the name of some of its reformers. It's the same religion Muhammad established. So why did Muhammad mix various religions? Michele asked, now thoroughly confused. Well, since the peoples of Arabia were partly Jews, Christians, and pagans, his father replied, he had to induce them to follow him. So he selected a part of the religion they professed, and particularly the points that most favored sensual pleasures. It sounds like Muhammad was a pretty learned man to do that, remarked Michele. But that's just it, said the father exasperatingly. He wasn't learned at all. He couldn't even write. To compose the Quran, he was assisted by a Jew and an apostate monk. He confused the facts when discussing things in the Holy Scriptures. For example, he attributes to Moses' sister Mary many episodes concerning Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, besides many other appalling errors. Unbelievable, exclaimed Michele wonderingly. How could Muhammad have spread his religion if he was so ignorant and worked no miracles on top of it? Simple, said his father. Muhammad propagated his religion by military force rather than through miracles or persuasion. The fact that his religion favored all kinds of licentiousness quickly enabled him to become the leader of a troop of brigands. With them, he raided eastern countries and conquered peoples, raising a sword over their heads and shouting, Believe or die! He never argued with facts about the truth, prophesied, or worked miracles. What a scoundrel! exclaimed Michele. That's no argument to convert anyone. Being such an ignoramus, Muhammad must have planted many errors in the Quran, right? Absolutely, said his father. You could say that the Quran is a series of errors, the most egregious concerning morality and the worship of the true God. So, for example, it excuses from sin those who deny God out of fear of death. 
It allows revenge and promises its followers a paradise filled strictly with earthly pleasures. In short, this false prophet's doctrine permits things so obscene that a Christian soul would be horrified to name them. The difference between the Catholic Church and the Muslim religion is enormous. Muhammad established his religion through violence and arms. Jesus Christ established his church with words of peace, employing his poor disciples. Muhammad incited people's passions. Jesus Christ commanded self-denial. Muhammad worked no miracles. Jesus Christ worked countless miracles in broad daylight and in the presence of big crowds. Muhammad's doctrines are ridiculous, immoral, and corrupting. Jesus Christ's are august, sublime, and pure. In Muhammad, not even one prophecy was fulfilled. In Jesus Christ, all were. In short, after a fashion, the Christian religion makes a man happy in this world to raise him to the enjoyment of heaven. Muhammad degrades and vilifies human nature. And by placing all happiness in sensual pleasures, he lowers people to the level of filthy animals. Wow, said Michiele. I'm very glad you told me all this. It's good to know. And the two continued to talk until long after midnight. St. John Bosco had no illusions regarding the evil of false religions and the immense damage they do. He knew that there was no reconciliation between error and truth and taught that to his boys with affection and charity. Thus, he showed the contrast between truly Catholic behavior and the ramblings of a charlatan. Thank you all so much for watching, and please consider helping me with a small monthly donation by following the link in the description below so that I can continue making videos and reach more people with the precious gift of the stories of St. John Bosco's life. God bless you, and Our Lady keep you. Our Lady Hope of Christians, pray for us.